This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. The original, the one and only. I am Josh. With me, as always, is Chris. So, and Mark. Hello, hey. Mark. The How band is back together. Mark took the well. We gave Mark the week off last week. We did. We were we were at Mornet. Um, we had a great time. We can recap that. But if you want to know more about us, um, or if you want to communicate with us, hit us on Twitter, K Twelve Tech Talk on Twitter. Uh, K, actually, it's K Twelve Tech Talk Pod. Sorry. And Gmail is k12techtalk at gmail.com. Tweet us. If you took a picture with Mark's uh, fathead at Mornet, send it to us. Um, I think we got all of those. Chris may have missed one or two. Um, If you've got feedback, send us an email. Uh, If you've got one topic you want us to talk about, we'll be happy to to talk about it. I will give a quick shout out. I was looking at some of our statistics over the last couple weeks. Um, We definitely... Uh, have gotten an increase in listeners over the last month. But I want to say Canada is coming in strong. Like most of the provinces in Canada, British Columbia is rocking it. I don't know if it's the folks out in, in Vancouver or the Banff area, um, but you guys are uh, you guys are hitting it hard. And then Australia is back in the listening uh, column. That's pretty cool that we are just so international um, but and i i want these people to continue to listen i have so many canadian jokes and australian jokes <laughs> and okay so you probably i'm sure you have i'm sure you have some of these jokes united kingdom we've we're starting to get a following in the united kingdom it looks like oh i don't know i don't think this is a good time for uk jokes well probably not yeah uh, i mean will probably- listeners last more than 90 days as a listener dang it that- i was just gonna say that if they've been listening longer than trust was in off was uh pm um sorry sorry our canadian or uh uk so- and in one of our and one of our canadian province friends um so somethingcool.com has been with us since the beginning jeremy we chris and i got to see jeremy today and have a good conversation with him uh it's always it's always nice seeing jeremy if if you uh want to talk about ring central or uh backups with wasabi backups offsite backups give jeremy at somethingcool.com and that's literally his email address jeremy at somethingcool.com um give him an email and he will be more than happy to to have a conversation with you um, and telling yeah, they've been helping him. us with some uh, Veeam and VMware stuff cool. this week. Yeah, tell them you heard about him on uh, from 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 us, from Chris and Mark and I. So last week we were at Mornet. It was a really good time. Uh, Chris, you and I hung out a lot. I got my fill of Chris time. Um, Did you we, like the fill? I like Phil. Did we meet a Phil? <laughs> um, we got to hang out with Corey quite a bit too. Or he came back um, just for a few minutes. Yeah, he went a little long. We had to play him out like they do at the Oscars. But uh, Mark, how did you feel about because you've listened to the last episode? Yeah. And we didn't like warn you that we were going to bump into Corey and he was going to sit in that chair and we were going to give him a segment. We followed through on those things. How did you feel? Give us some. Re- and Corey said some things um, about you. Let's, I mean, do you have anything to unpack? This would be the appropriate time, I think. You didn't tell me you were going to 
throw this on me, but I did have some feelings. A counseling uh, session. <laughs> no, I I was always a fan of Corey listening to him. <laughs> but not uh, now? Mm, past tense. <laughs> I did past tense. I was a fan, man. I was <laughs> I am a fan of Corey. I, I, I think it was always fun to listen to. And I, I realized after listening to the last episode, the mutual the feeling may not be so mutual. <laughs> Corey's I, Corey. Corey. Corey you may have... not feel so good about uh, about me here. So, yeah. uh, but yeah. you really have to meet Corey in person to understand Corey. He is a bigger than life personality um, that you just you just have to get to know. Uh, I do appreciate it, you calling him out on the SD situation. We we tried <laughs> to unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we ran into the uh, the founder of the anti Corey fan club. We did. Was, was that guy? Was his name Dan? Am I remembering that right? It was. Uh, I got a picture. Hold on. Uh, I, I think his name was Dan. But like you said in the pre-show in the green room, uh, which Jeremy, thank you for the bourbon again. Uh, fantastic tonight again, Mark. Mark and Gary. Mark. Gary. Um, Gary had a very impressive beard too. Uh, mm-hmm. But man, he hit. Well, Gary didn't have as harsh words about Corey as apparently Gary's wife had harsh words about Corey. Um, she did not appreciating his. That chewing. was one of my favorite moments of the uh, conference was Gary coming up and <laughs> he said he had been binge listening, um, but his, his wife can't stand it. <laughs> can't stand Corey. <laughs> he was not glad the- that Mark came onto the scene because she couldn't stand Corey's heavy breathing and eating. Yeah. Shout out to Gary's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Gary's wife. Hashtag Gary's wife. So the conference, I I always have a good time at Mornet because yep. it's it's great seeing, you know, there's 500 and what, 400, 540 something school districts in Missouri. And, and there's always a really, really good contingent of tech directors that we really only get to see once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always fun running into the same people again. And, you know, I'm horrible with names, but I'm, I, you know, recognize people's faces and um, we always but Lorna like, hooked us up like where you walked down to yeah. register and to get to the vendor area. You saw us first. Yeah. And, and more it's, you know, they've, they've been a good partner. Um, they've, they've, uh, they put on a great conference. And uh, if you're obviously in your, if you're in Missouri, you know, of Mornet, they've got some great resources. We tried really, really, really hard to get Kathy uh, to come on the podcast and talk some cybersecurity stuff with us uh, from Mornet. But she, uh, man, she was, every time we would mention it, she would like take yep. off the other direction and disappear. Um, Unbelievable, Kathy. We know you're listening to this. Yeah. And, so and I, I, I will say, speaking of people who, are secretly listening or may not be. I don't know. I had a weird situation last week when the superintendent secretary came into my office. Oh and yeah. Said, and said, um, there's a lot of people in Missouri taking their picture with uh, your head. <laughs> was what? One of my favorite parts too. <laughs> what? She's like, it's all, it's all over Twitter. I don't know. What's, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And then no. I saw all of your photos posted. Of we did a photo dump. Oh, there's a photo dump of of people with my head. It was awesome hat. in a cowboy hat. In a cowboy hat with a mullet. <laughs> you know, that makes sense. <laughs> how did we get here? That, that, I know. That, I think she asked me like, "What? How? Where did this come from?" I was like, "I don't. I think it's just too long of a story to tell." 
Let's go with it. <laughs> the big discussion was, do you really have a mullet? And I, I told people no. Um, <laughs> that was part of the picture. But yeah, no, that that was awesome. Um, then we appreciate you being good sport about it, Mark. Mm-hmm. And and I guess your superintendent being good sport about it. Oh, we even told her. Let's not. Let's. Hope oh, she find I, out. I figured no. the secretary told her. Well, that may have happened. <laughs> So it's, I feel like it's been forever since we've talked that, you know, it's been roughly two weeks since we've, since we've seen each other. Um, I guess the big thing that's happened was this big Fortigate vulnerability, right? Neither of you guys, at least, well, Mark, I don't know. I know Chris, you don't run a Fortigate. No. Um, so I get a, I got a call or a text from Derek at PDS who, man, is a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. they, They are. Um, they were, he was on it. He texted me over a weekend. He's like, Hey, you don't, if you've got your admin or if you've got admin available on your WAN port, you need to quickly turn it off and go look for this IOC, this indication of compromise. Um, apparently what was going on, there was a, a way to work around the login prompt on the FortiGate um, on the, for the admin interface and uh, bad guys could get in and create additional admin accounts. And when they did that, then they could log in and run scripts to change the config. Um, I actually had a conversation with a school district yesterday that they had that happen and um, they couldn't tell. He, he quickly deleted the admin accounts that were created. So he couldn't really tell what the script did. Um, and he went on his merry way after that. He's like, oh, we've, we've got it fixed after deleting the accounts. I, I had a conversation with a couple other people that are in the cybersecurity field yesterday. And uh, I, I think I would have take this, taken the stance of burn it down with gasoline and start it over. You know, like we're wiping config, we're, we're starting from yeah. scratch kind of thing. Um, have you guys heard of anybody else that you know of that got hit with it? I mean, PDS made it sound like they knew of quite a few people that were hit with that. No, in fact, I wasn't aware of that until you just told that story. Really? So, no, it's no. been uh, MSISAC had a big yep. release on it. Fortigate had a big release on it. Um, they released firmware 7.08. Well, actually 7.07 first to address that specific vulnerability. And then since then, 7.08 has come out. Uh, 7.22, if you're on the 7.2 firmware, um, has been released and addresses that. I was going to say, I felt like this was another of the, this is a good example of how a company responds uh, to something because they were very transparent about what was going down and here's how to fix it and do it right now, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And I, you know, while we were at Mornet, I was talking to Kathy because Mornet offers a service, I guess Fortigate is kind of like the preferred uh, firewall for Mornet. They get consortium discount and Mornet offers a service where they can manage your firewall for you. And uh, I was kind of picking Kathy's brain about this because this was all kind of going down right before the conference started. And uh, she made it sound like they had a couple schools or she knew of a couple schools that were hit with it as well. So it, it, it seems to have been a pretty common um, event or issue because, hmm. I mean, Fortigate is a rather popular firewall so what are you looking for right now i i've been playing catch with myself with this koosh ball there it is and i just dropped it and i'm Where, did you play little league no i'm not a baseball tell. i'm not a baseball fan shut up um my father was the little league commissioner oh really um which 
was spectacular. Um, I really enjoyed Little League Baseball, loved being out on the field and being with my friends, but I was uh, terrible at baseball. But you were always picked first, weren't you? Because your dad's a commissioner. I, I, w- I was, no, but there was this, I always felt like there's this thing of like, you're supposed to be good <laughs> because your father is commissioner. That's and one funny. of my uh, um, like tragic childhood memories uh, were playing this baseball game. The other team doesn't have enough kids. So my father has to send one kid over to play with that team so that we can press on and actually play the game. Um, he looks at his roster. He sends me. Uh, I took that as my dad picked the worst player on the team to send over. <laughs> and I was ticked. Um, I swung to bat harder than I ever had in my life. Uh, I got on base to which my father was proud because I never really swung the bat. I typically got walked because pitchers <laughs> don't really pitch well right uh, in little league. Right. So you could just stand there and do nothing and get a walk. Uh, but I like went home and cried on the couch. My dad had to try to tell me why he sent me over. Um, I still, it still upsets me. Well, I played I'm glad right we... field. That's where you send the kids that suck. Sorry. Are we still talking about Fortnite? No, we're talking bigger than that. <laughs> we're, we're unpacking Chris's childhood traumas. <laughs> Anyways, um, I forgive my father, um, but I also such... have acknowledged that he didn't need to be forgiven by me. He did the right thing. He was teaching me a bigger thing than baseball. Okay. <laughs> and that relates to technology. Awesome. Uh, yes. So... Last week, we we did a a bunch of four or five quick interviews with technicians and directors about their worst or their scariest IT moments. We're going to go through that for the three of us tonight. Um, Chris, do you want to hit one of our sponsors real quick? We kind of talked about uh, PDS and something cool already. Who else? we? So new on the street uh, to the podcast, we talked about them at the conference, is Extreme Networks, uh, and that is Dominic. Uh, would be the rep to reach out to if you're listening to us. Dominic Mayer, D Mayer, M A Y E R, at extremenetworks.com. Uh, great for switching wireless, all that kind of stuff. I've spent some time with switch configs. Um, he will personally walk you through config and specs and, and get you figured out with what model you actually need and what, what kind of configuration you actually need. Uh, Extreme Networks. A proud new sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. And and to give you an idea of how big of a player Extreme is right now, you know, they've been around for a while. Chris, you've known Dominic for quite a while yep. at different different companies, but Extreme right now is making a big push. They are starting to get uh, a large number of NFL stadiums to use their product for their physical network and content delivery networks. I know in St. Louis, up until recently, I believe it could still be the case uh, where the St. Louis Blues play the enterprise center they are extreme networks is uh in that building and that the they take care of all the content delivery networks in that building so they are not really new in the in the networking stream they are in the upper right quadrant in the gartner uh reports um so give extreme networks and dominic a holler why are you two shaking your head at me you missed the dog bark didn't you oh i did didn't i my bad all right uh so scary stories. Who wants to go first? Chris? Well, uh, this is a little bit of nostalgia. Um, 
one of the first times as a young technician, early, early 20s, I would have been, um, go, go to a client. Um, this is when I worked with a consulting company. Um, and it's actually a, the local hardware store and sit at the computer. And they say it's been acting up. Um, I'm starting to check it out. Bam! The CD-ROM drive opens. <laughs> and that was what had been uh, hacked. That was the gag of the virus oh. that was on the computer. Yeah. You'd just be sitting and typing. And then bam! CD-ROM drive opens. That was it? That was, that was the whole reason why they... <laughs> wow. That was you really had... your scariest, scariest thing. Okay, I got another one. Years later, I get a job at a school. It's summer. No one's around. I have two stories. Summer. I have three stories total. No one's around. I'm walking into the library. I'm walking lightly. Woof, 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 woof. I had flip-flops on. They had just waxed. Oh. I stood all the way down. I mean, like two, three feet of flip-flop into the wax. I ran. I told no one. Were there no cameras? I don't know. Footage is gone. <laughs> okay. Here's the last story. I don't know if I ever impact this on the pod. Different school. Need to go work on the nurse's computer. Open the door. The, is this the nurse you're married to or different? No, nurse? different nurse. Open the door. Lights are off. Pitch black in that room. Flip on the light. Huh. A custodian was asleep on the bed that the sick oh. kids were on. <laughs> I say nothing. He says nothing. He leaves. And then like two or so weeks later, I was installing. So this is when I was one man tech department. I was installing a projector on top of a ladder. It was a, a short throw off the wall, pole off the wall. Um, I'm connecting to projector projected to the pole and I'm struggling. So there's like, you know, 1200 bucks here. I'm struggling. Yeah. I fall. I'm committing. I'm going to hold the projector in my fall, <laughs> literally fall up the ladder. That custodian Catches grabs you. me, puts me down. He saved <laughs> me. I say nothing. He says nothing. He leaves the room. True stories. <laughs> I, I'm picturing, picturing like this giant, like Andre the Giant, the wrestler, catching Chris as he starts to fall, <laughs> fall off the ladder. Boom. Oh, that's all. I don't know that any of those qualify as a scary story. <laughs> yeah. Lame. Humorous. Humorous. Not so, scary, though. I, I'll, you I'll think share you can mine. beat me? I'll share mine. And it's not a, a scary, like... Uh, you know, somebody jumping out of the dark at me, scary or anything like that. It's yeah, like scary. Yeah. Am I going to lose my job? Scary type event. Mm -hmm. Um, boy, I have one that I can't share on the podcast too. That's similar to that. But so <clears throat> let's go back, go back in time. Where's our doo -doo 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 time warp sound? Um, so the year would have been probably right around 2000. And I am working part-time at a hospital in the IT department. And I knew, you know, I had been there a couple of years. I knew what I was doing. I knew everybody in the department. 
I happened to be in the server room one day and it was a legit server room, like raised floor, windows all around, locked doors, uh, air conditioner, the whole, the whole nine yards. Right. So I'm in there and I'm working on, on, uh, one of the servers that just happened to be the NTP server for the network. And I noticed that the time was off and it was off by like, I don't remember what it was. It was like two minutes, some, something, mm-hmm negligent I'm like man that really bothers me so i i changed it and i i told it to auto update to what I, I don't remember the ntp server at the time but some external ntp server well to set this up properly i should have said that we had an, an electronic time card system and those those time clocks you swipe your badge and it would clock you in and out of the system electronically and those time clocks would sync to our on-site ntp server so I changed the time. Don't think anything of it. I leave, you know, like I said, I'm working part-time. So the next, I don't think I was there next, the next day, but I get a phone call from one of the guys that I worked with, who is a, like a data miner kind of guy. He ran reports out of the, out of the AS 400 and stuff. And he's like, he calls me and he says, Hey, uh, just don't let you know. change your voice when you say it. What do you mean? Oh, oh no, we're not doing that. He's like, hey, um, you you changed the time on the NTP server yesterday, right? I said, yeah, I caught it up by like, you know, two, three minutes. No big deal. He goes, no, it was a big deal. I'm like, well, what do you mean? It was just it was just two minutes. He goes, I don't I don't know what happened, but every time card this pay period has to be touched and manually edited because <laughs> that time. Oh. I, and I don't remember exactly what it did, but it like totally jacked up every time card. And they had to go run all these manual scripts to change the time. <laughs> He's like, I know, I know you were in there and I know you did it. He goes, I'm not telling anyone because they're trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> he goes, but it, it's been awful. So, yeah, that was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> You got to beep that out, Josh. I'm going to have to cut that out. Yeah, that was Uh-oh. bad. I, I wasn't sure I was going to have a job when I went back in the next day. <clears throat> that was okay, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and I cussed. What do you got, Mark? My story. I can't do a voice. <laughs> like, uh, what, was, what was that guy from St. Louis, that real spooky guy? Um, Vincent Price. You could do a yes. Vincent Price spooky voice. Yes. No. Um. So my story, I, I I heard a lot of similarities in the the Mornet stories from last week. But um, when I was thinking through scary stories, I'm like, well, what can I tell on the podcast? <laughs> what can you tell publicly? What can I actually say publicly? <laughs> but no. Um. The the one time I actually got a little bit scared, and it involves somebody who listens to the podcast. So we were. We were doing laptop deployments maybe five, maybe 10 years ago, it feels like, and at, a, at our secondary data center. So we were at the hub of the internet and right around like 6 p.m. It was an afternoon, evening thing. Right around 6 p.m. We're going to wrap it up. And someone's like, oh, I can't connect to the internet. And, you know, you always hear somebody like, I can't connect. Right. You kind of toss aside. And then somebody else, somebody else can't do it. Oh, this is weird. Well, we're about to go home. It should be fine. And um, my head of infrastructure is with me and he's, he listens to this podcast. So he will remember exactly where, what happened at this point. 
So he's like, oh, let me log into the system, see what's going on. He just can't connect. He's like, this is really weird. We're in the hub, right? This is our secondary data center where we have a direct connection to the internet. It's like, I don't know why I can't get out. And he's like, well, let's just, you know, just for fun, let's go outside. So we go outside around the back of this giant warehouse, go to the way back. And I, the, my oh, oh God moment was when we both noticed that somebody had driven through our fiber lines mm. and ripped the entire line from the building. But it was nice and neatly coiled on the ground <laughs> in a nice pile. <laughs> and my oh God moment was not seeing that. It was seeing his reaction. I think his exact words were, I quit. I'm out. <laughs> And wow. somebody, a, a dump truck at the, uh, our, our, this data center is located right next to a dirt yard where dump trucks come in and out. And we had seen dump trucks before they start to come in and they raise, yeah. you know, they have a net on the top of their, their yeah. bed. So they raise that early. So it's back by the time they get into the dirt yard. Well, by raising it early, it was sticking way up in the air and it ripped out our fiber lines. And obviously the driver knew he had hit something. So he nice My bad. coiled it in a nice little circle and threw it to the side and then drove away. So it was a very, very late night seeing that most of our schools were down or if not all of our schools were down with internet at the time and, uh, you know, getting Verizon out and getting it spliced. So we amazingly got it back up in time for the next morning, but it was a very, very late night. I got another story. So, <laughs> another hospital story so when i was at the hospital um and this i was full-time at the hospital at this point and uh you dropped one the ball of, again i did drop the ball again um one of the things that our office did for certain doctor's offices if the doctor's office signed a contract with us we would offer support for their equipment in their office and we we did that for probably i don't know five or six different offices and it it was varying responsibilities. You know, some doctor's offices would never call you. And some doctor's offices, it was, it was an everyday thing. So we get this call from this one physician's office. And he's like, yeah, this computer's acting weird. It's really, it's running really slow. We got some pop-ups on it. Can you guys take a look at it? And we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll come up and grab it and bring it down to the office. So I run upstairs and, and grab it out of the physician's office. And I bring it down to our office and put it on the bench and I'm starting to work through it and log into it and see what's doing. And I, I can't see that it's doing anything. And, uh, I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and plug it in, put it on the network and download, you know, malware bytes or whatever the free scanning tool at the time was. So I plug it in and I get distracted. I get called back over to my desk, which was kind of, in a neighboring office. So I walk back over to my office and I sit down and I'm working on something. 10, 15 minutes goes by and the phone starts ringing off the hook to our help desk. And all every call was, Hey, I'm getting pop-ups on my machine. Now something, something just happened and we're getting pop-ups. And I mean, it was call after call after call after call. And, uh, and it wasn't just pop-ups. It was of the adult variety, if you know what I mean. Um, and finally it clicked. It's like, oh God, it's his, it's that device I plugged in. So I ran back to the bench and I unplugged it. That machine, this was the NIMDA virus. That machine had NIMDA on it. And when I plugged it in our network, it spread to, I don't, countless machines in the hospital's network and started 
offering pop-ups mm. and was infected. That was awful. That was an awful, awful. I, uh, I'm trying to think if I've shared this on here before, and if I have, it's been a long time. Um, Google, admin, Chromebooks, K12. This is probably my, this might, this isn't like, again, not scary ransomware, but scary. It, it, it was, well, it wasn't scary. It just sucked. Um, <laughs> early days of one-to-one Google and Chromebooks, uh, we were allowing students to install whatever apps they wanted. Um, so I would occasionally go through and would block bad apps. So we just did a block list, a bad list. Um, so one day I decided to do that process in the middle of the school day and I'm going chugging through a list. I know it was like 20, 30, a bunch of proxy, uh, apps to get around our stuff. I'm chugging through, adding them and adding them, um, click apply. Uh, and then I start hearing noise literally in the classroom next door. Instead of putting it to the block list, I was putting oh, it to the uh, install oh list. Oh, I was propagating it uh, oh all out. God. So we were adding like 20 <laughs> proxy apps. The worst uh, every apps Chromebook ever. that was on. <laughs> and a couple lessons there. You shouldn't do that stuff in the middle of the school day. Uh, you should double check what you're hitting apply to before you do it. Um, lessons were learned. Hmm. Huh. I, I had a similar experience to, as Mark with a internet connection. We were doing construction and they were renovating our football stadium. And the, my office is literally you walk outside the door of my office and you're more or less walking into the football stadium. And in the process of this, we had marked all of the uh, fiber that comes into our office from spectrum, our, our provider. And it's literally right down the middle of the road that goes between my office and the football stadium. And we told the contractor, be very, very careful. This is not very deep. You know, we're talking less than a foot in the ground. Be very, very, very careful here. This was in the middle of the summer. I was over in the high school, which is, I don't know, Chris, you know how far our high school is, Mm -hmm. not even a half mile away. And I'm talking to the high school principal sitting in his office. And all of a sudden, the internet drops. And he's like, that's weird. The internet just dropped. And my cell phone starts ringing immediately from other building, the other administrators in the other buildings. Hey, our internet just went out. And I knew what had happened. That contractor had gotten a Bobcat and was out there trying to grade that road a little bit. And when he was doing, so I I take off, I I take off running, get in my truck. I go barreling across campus. And as I'm pulling up to our office and I fling the door open on my truck and I jump out, the contractor, the general contractor is standing there in the, in the, in the construction zone. And I'm like getting ready to holler at him. I can he only looks, imagine. Oh, it, it was great. He looks me straight in the face and he goes, I figured we'd see you pretty quick. I'm like, yeah, you oh. idiot. So what they were doing is they, they had gotten a Bobcat and they were, they were grading that gravel out, trying to smooth it out. And the, one of the teeth on the bucket, they had it lowered just enough that it grabbed that fiber that they had exposed and snagged it. And he was going full speed with that Bobcat. And you know what happened? Dink. Yeah. That happened to me at, at home. We were doing some yard work and I had a, a Bobcat in, in my yard. You, wait, wait, were, wait, wait, wait. Maybe wait. not a Bobcat, but a, there was a tractor in my yard and I was doing, you know, they you were, were driving they, the tractor. No, 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 no. Somebody else was doing it. I oh, was, okay. So this okay. is during the pandemic. Mm. I'm working remotely. I'm on a, a zoom call with cabinet 
and the superintendent and the superintendent calls for a moment of silence for somebody who passed away. And it was a very, very solemn moment. And that's when the backhoe dug out my internet connection and I froze for, I don't know how long, but I lost my internet connection in the middle of the moment of silence over zoom. And I don't know what my face looked like when it froze, but that was bad. <laughs> they just thought you took the moment of silence to heart. You know, yep. you really yeah, no, that wasn't, that. that wasn't good. Um, Chris, what other vendor do we need to talk about tonight? Brand new. We're going to hang out them for, uh, hang out with them for six episodes is manage methods. Uh, managed methods makes securing data and detecting student safety signals in Google, Microsoft Office 365, and Zoom easy and affordable. Um, and they have a webinar coming up uh, that will for sure unpack them far more and far better than we're probably going to. It's November 3rd. Uh, that's Thursday, November 3rd. It's 1 p.m. Central, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, and so on. Uh, so we'll put that webinar link uh, in the podcast description so that you can learn more about uh, managed methods. Uh, but that webinar in particular is going to go through how cloud cybersecurity is different from your network security. We've talked about that in previous episodes uh, and how you need to be paying attention. Sometimes we act like cloud stuff. We don't really worry about that. Someone else is going to take care of that. Uh, well, managed methods can help you take care of that and make that a priority still uh, beyond uh, your network. So check out Manage Methods, managemethods.com. Uh, but we'll put that webinar in the podcast description too. So we've talked about this, I think the last, well, not the last episode, but the two or three episodes prior to that at E911. Chris, you've got an ongoing E911 project with your different carriers. Um, and my dog is really riled up about that. No kidding. Sounds really upset. Um, yeah. So we are in the middle of, so our AT&T um, which is our, I don't can you guys take me seriously? Josh, you just talked about what you got going. I'll, I'll let you know in a little bit. <laughs> Give that dog a on. treat. Um, so yeah, you know, Chris, Chris has been delving into the E911 stuff pretty heavily. So we had a PD day a couple weeks ago and one of the buildings, uh, took that as an opportunity to do some active shooter training and run, run more or less a live drill where they called 911. Um, and our SROs facilitated that process. So one of the, after they did the hot wash, which is, you know, is a kind of debrief term. One of the areas of concern or areas of improvement was that when they called 911, the caller ID showed the incorrect physical address because um, I, I had not configured E911 services because all of our voice traffic is over a PRI. So I started recently in the last week, I started down that path of trying to get E911 configured and working. And we, our, our voice is carried through uh, charter spectrum. So Chris was feeding me a line of incorrect information that there's this magical portal that you configure E911 addresses with. That's what I was told. And I kept emailing my, my sales rep. I'm like, hey, man, I, I need access to this portal. To, I want to set up some E911 stuff. And like two weeks have gone by. So uh, he said, you know what? I got a hold of support again. They said, you need to call them and, it, you know, you need to figure this out. Okay, fine. So I called support yesterday afternoon. And while I was waiting on hold, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to Google Charter Spectrum E911 config. And I found this website that is Charter's E911 page. 
And they have a template, a, an Excel template that you have to download. And you have to put in, you know, your circuit ID and PRI main number and all that fun stuff. But it's this spreadsheet that you fill out the, the address locations, the physical locations of your DIDs in this spreadsheet. And then you email it back as an attachment to a very specific email address and they take action on it. Um, so I did all that yesterday. We'll see how long it takes. Um, I'm not real certain I did the spreadsheet right, but we'll find out. Yeah, so we have Charter Spectrum for some backup phone line stuff. I was told by Charter mm -hmm. um, that there was a portal. And then I too have been waiting on this whole deal. So I'm about three, we had unpacked, we had, we had unpacked this today, Josh. I'm like three or four weeks into right. Well, waiting on a portal that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. That's for backup. Uh, our main stuff is AT&T. Uh, they have the same bit. They, they sent me a spreadsheet that had all of our uh, DID ranges listed. And then I could fill that out uh, and send that back to them to be processed uh, for this. The guy was funny. Um, I was the one that initiated the whole request. And he said, yeah, we need to talk to you about Kerry's Law and Ray Bombs Act, though. So we need to set up some meetings and do some introductory. And I was like, no, listen, I, that's you know why who I asked. I am. That's he, why he, I, I asked you. I asked he, you. He clearly does not listen to the podcast. It still seems like this. It's not new. You should um, give him. It seems like this new thing. You should give him like, hey, you should listen to this podcast. Episode. This <laughs> teach you they explain it really well. Yeah. Yeah. The voice might sound familiar. Um, no, I, I agree, Chris. It's, it's not new laws, but man, when, like I called spectrum support yesterday and I'm talking to the, to the first person and I'm like, yeah, I need to set up E911 on my PRI. What's, what's E911? I'm like, it's 911 physical address services for a PRI because, you know, the PRI is tied to a location, but those DIDs might actually exist in a different building somewhere else. Oh, huh. Never heard of that. It, like mind blown type. It, so I don't we know. had to deal with our local. So working with our local dispatch, usually every month or every couple months, we do a we we've tested 911 at our buildings just to ensure they're getting the right address. Uh, and our local 911, they've always they've given us kudos that we do that. Uh, we you know, we we call the different number than 911. We make sure that they're aware of what we're wanting to do. And we, and we just test um for the day or whatever uh but then we were telling them um what we were because there's that whole deal that we had unpacked where i was updating some stuff and these records were looking good yeah. and it was in a portal but it wasn't actually doing anything so we're talking to them and they're asking what we're wanting to do or we, what we are expecting them to be able to see on their 911 screens yeah and we're we're telling them uh and they're like oh yeah that'd be great that'd be nice well that means that they don't Right. No. Right. Because I would expect that they would like, hey, we're calling the test on 911 and then they're given. I would expect to get grief uh, right. from them that, you know, there's some added fields here that 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 we don't have filled out yet. Uh, but it was even news, like news to them, like they're they're excited for us. But that just means that no one around here is doing it. If we're I didn't realize we're leading the pack in something, I guess. Right. Anything. For a law or laws that have been around for some time. Yeah, a couple of years, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm really curious to see if the changes that I sent in are 
are accepted and and applied we'll see um worth noting tomorrow we have our first conversation with our implementation coordinator with um campus so it'll be interesting to see how uh nice how paranoid is the wrong word how scared how nervous i am after that meeting um we know you josh yeah you do you know me always cool calm and collected like a cucumber um so yeah it'll be interesting to see what that's like what else you guys got going on hey mark so you know those buttons that we got are those stickers that were the size of buttons yeah the five cent ones and then we had the big ones right but then we had your fat head well we're probably not going to do this because i don't know that you would really like it but those little bitty buttons we thought it would be cool if those little bitty sticker buttons if those were actually your face because you know we and then it'd say like k-12 tech talk on like the little sticker because you know it's like mark on a buffalo yeah Yeah. but then you'd be passing these out so then it'd be like mark on a chair mark on a ketchup bottle like our listeners would just have these little pictures of you in canada in the united kingdom in australia Uh, he's not on a cat mark on a table i'm listening i'm listening and we just see where, where you end up. See where his uh, superintendent secretary I want finds you th- him next. I want you to think about what I just said. And you're going to make the, the you, it's your call. It's going gonna, it's gonna to end with like five years from now. Somebody will be like, hey, weird story. I was driving through Missouri <laughs> and stopped at a McDonald's. And there was your face <laughs> on this billboard <laughs> on, on the checkout counter. <laughs> yeah. Mark on a counter. <laughs> It'll be interesting, Dan. So Dan, I guess he, what is it? Is he at maids this week or was that last week? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's now. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Dan's response is. We need to email him and see uh, how his conference went with the stickers. Um, So if you're listening, if you're from Michigan and you're new, you're a new listener and you ran into Dan at the maids conference, uh, shoot shoot us an email or tweet us and let us know. Uh, and Dan, by the way, we trashed on Corey earlier, but Dan is still a big fan. Yeah. Big fan of Corey. Yeah. I think Dan might still be Corey, but whatever. Mm. Um, any closing thoughts for this week, guys? Mark, you got any big projects coming up? Uh, we are working on DMARC. Maybe we can talk. Oh, about that's that. right. Yeah. Let's talk that about one next week. Oh, or we can talk, talk about it. Yeah, we can talk. We got time. Um, uh, yeah, it, it it's a tough one. So um, there's a couple of folks on my team who are working on this one, and I have I have full trust that they know what they're doing, and I recognize that my role is to just feed them information and for them to feed me information of like you need to communicate this. So DMARC is, if you don't know what it is, it is essentially a very technical process where you are um, sending out a basically sending out a command that says anybody that comes from or any email that comes from this domain, which is yours. Uh, it must come from me or here are my trusted partners. Right. And so if you have uh, like a cloud service that is sending out emails on your behalf, you need to make sure that that, that is uh, in your DNS and that you have essentially authenticated that partner to yes. send emails on your behalf. So it requires you knowing everything in your district that could be sending out emails that are spoofing your domain. So that's why I said a lot of it is you know, there's a technical part of it of, of configuring your DNS uh, with all the, the SPF records and making sure that 
your DNS has the appropriate information for each of your partners. That's the technical side of it. And then the, the more communications slash kind of awareness side of it is really, do you know all the things that are out there in your district that are spoofing your domain? And I imagine in a district your size, that's way more difficult than it was for Chris and I. Well, yes and no. There are, um, there are some technical processes and systems that you can put in place to actually tell you here are the emails yes. that went out with your domain name. Um, and so that's what we're doing right now is using kind of the technology behind the scenes to tell us here are the things that you need to kind of pull in, in into your DNS. And that's built in with some of the reporting as part of DMARC, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 So it's, it, that has been helpful, but again, you don't know until, you know, the way these tools work, you don't know until, an email actually gets sent out. So right. we know that there's this tool that we use once a year. I need to make sure that we configure that and get that in. Um, so it's a, it's a lot of work. And I think that I will say we have been, we're in monitoring mode right now, Yeah, um, which is really where you're just seeing what is going on. Um, I think we've all accepted that we're going to guess we're going to get to that moment where we turn it on to blocking mode. And that's when we're going to start to see yeah. the most action. I'm so. proud of you, Mark. Now, DKIM, DMARC and DKIM go hand in hand, right? Are you doing yes. DKIM as well? Yep, we've done, okay. we've done DKIM and okay. DMARC is the kind of the last, the last thing to do. So if you're we're, Google, we're, we'll get you there, buddy. We'll hold your hand through this. Well, if, you're, you. uh, if you're Googling at home, DMARC is D-M-A-R-C and DKIM is D-K-I-M. Um, Chris, don't you guys have a really good article on K12 yep, K12techpro.com. Um, we wrote an article per uh, DMARC, DKIM, and SPF. Yeah. Um, you can put all those together. It's a three-part, three articles. Spend time on each one and then uh, get your email secure. And Be it's a good a bit, neighbor. And, and I was just going to say that. It's about being a good neighbor um, and making sure that your domain is not being used to send nefarious emails and being spoofed. So yeah, be that, be that good neighbor. Be like Mr. Rogers, Mm -hmm. join him in the neighborhood. Be okay with, if you got to go to the other team so that you can play the game of baseball, just go. Oh man. How about, how about that for a callback, man? That's awesome, Chris. (laughs) All right. Any, any closing thoughts for the week? Midwest Tech Talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, MidwestTechTalk.com. Um, the Security Symposium for March. That's in Columbia, Missouri, has been announced. And then the July Technical Conference uh, has been announced as well. Registration for both of those is not yet open, uh, but we do have a Tendi Plus open. Uh, and what that is, that's like a membership to Midwest Tech Talk. So you can pay uh, significantly less than if you were going to attend both of those and pay for separate tickets. You can be an attendee plus. We send you a swag bag. Uh, if you sign up before December, you get a swag bag throughout the school year. And then you come to both those conferences. It's all uh, paid there. And to tease it, uh, someone on this podcast me, may be showing up in July to deliver the keynote. Me? Josh. I know. That's the teaser. I'll probably be in Alaska. It's Corey. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, someone related to this podcast, I should say. I don't know what Corey's keynote would be like. It would be a lot of runts. Chip it would note. be oh yeah, the Doritos. Yeah, the he's a Dorito bandito. Um yeah, a lot Dorito of runts. bandito. Yeah, remember he he got he got in trouble because there was a food day at his district and he went up and took like all of the chips and he got he they started calling him the Dorito Bandito. I do yeah. not remember that at all. Yeah, he got he got kind of in trouble. Not in trouble, but people were talking. Um, yeah, so Midwest Tech Talk. Holla. Interesting. Holla. Okay. Any Mark, anything else going on? Lots of stuff going on. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. Really tired. <laughs> this has been the longest week ever. Yeah. All right. Chris, anything? We are K12 Tech Talk, and so are oh, you. Jeez. Oh, no. Hey, someone said, like, Chris, well, I was disappointed you didn't say that last episode. I it wasn't me. Not you guys, a listener. <laughs> yeah. One of us said it. No, not one of us said it. A listener said it. No, it is one of us because we, we are, are us. We are K12. If you're listening, you're us. We because are we are K-12, K-12 Tech Talk. talk. And so are you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Share us with your friends. Share us with your neighboring districts, your meetings, your conferences. If you want stickers to take to a conference, email Chris and let him know. Be like Dan and hand out stickers at your conference. Dan the man. Thanks for listening. <laughs>